This is Up for Debate, episode number 232, recorded April 28th, 2020. The USFL rides again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this extra special episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast for the two of us grand everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by our own jolly mascot. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hey, Sean, I notice you're now a blue chip prospect. Yeah, I upgraded my name on the screen before I was a noted draft bust, Sean Jennings, but yeah. uh, I feel a little more positive. I'm now a blue chip prospect. Very good. All that all that cheesy uh, cliche language. Yeah, you. Uh, I, I just noticed that that promotion happened, that it, it occurred very, like, suddenly. You went from bust that's, to blue chip. You know, that's the, the, the agents that are talking with the teams and the GMs. There's a little whisper, oh, Sean could move up on the draft charts. But then there's another rumor whispered, hey, Sean is really out of shape and doesn't know how to play football, so I dropped down a few slots, you know. <laughs> that's just part of the game. Imagine, imagine, I almost said, you know what? You can't imagine that uh, somebody who doesn't know how to play football might get drafted for a football team because it happened, right? With uh, in the book we read, it happened in um, in in uh, the book about the USFL. Yes, football, football for a buck. Yeah, yes, it happened uh, to several people that it tur- as it turned out either had no knowledge of football or limited knowledge of football and. They found their way into a, a starting lineup, onto a roster. Did you? This is totally out of left field, but I do love the story. Are you familiar with skier Elizabeth Swanee? No. There's a great clip. I, I'm going to send it to you. But basically, Elizabeth Swanee was just like a person. Um, and she wanted to be like really good at sports. But the problem is she wasn't good at sports. But she wanted to win the Olympics. But she wasn't good at sports. So what she decided to do was to essentially um, exploit a loophole, which is that, especially in the Winter Olympics, there are certain quotas to make sure all countries are represented that incentivize countries like a Jamaican bobsled team that wouldn't normally go to the Olympics. So she was not even remotely close to good enough to ski at the Olympics for any normal team. But she somehow sneaked in in the Venezuela team um, was she, she was she was ranked thirty fourth out of like thirty uh, coming in. Um, thirteen of her top thirty finishes going in were a result of her showing up, not falling, and recording any kind of score. Um, she was basically terrible. She wasn't terrible. She could like go down the half pipe and not fall down. That was it. She made it all the way to the twenty eighteen Olympics in Sochi. Went competed and there's a video of her run where she literally just barely attempts a trick she just sort of goes down the pipe very slowly in the olympics it's hilarious um and um yeah that it just reminds me of you know it turns out you can go to the olympics not knowing how to ski in the same way you can play football without knowing how to play so anyway i'll send you the clip of elizabeth swanee it's very funny she just sort of just goes down the pipe very slowly it always blows my mind how people can, um, like, just how they just keep faking it. It's fake it, fake it till they make it. Fake it till you <laughs> make it. That kind of thing. Wild. Absolutely. Um, Speaking anyway. of fake, 
<laughs> or you know, some actually, I some might say that this is more real than actual football or NFL football. Listen, Matt. Certainly, some wish it weren't real, but it is real. Yeah, this uh, is real. Matt. I would say there are a few sweet spots this show really hits that that we just crush out of the park, such as ruining bits and formats, um, creative challenges that are either wild successes or horrible failures. Which we have not done quite a while. Thank goodness. Uh, but I think our, our real sweet spot is our expertise is in alternative football leagues for some reason. Um, we did a long look at the XFL. We've done a look at the USFL. Someday we will talk about the World Football League. I guarantee it because there's a lot of good stories there. Um, but Matt... We were very excited for the XFL's 2020 comeback, short-lived, left a hole in our hearts for mediocre football. And Matt, the gods have smiled upon us and have released the USFL on the American population. It's back. Just like Cam Newton. You know what? They never really go away. Mm-hmm. That's what's great. Just when you you think, you know what? It's kind of nice it's not around anymore. Holy shit, it's back. Like and they're Brady. technically playing football. Yep. Um, so a bit of an interesting concept here. We talked about, about it a little bit on our USFL episode, our look back episode. Uh, eight teams uh, in a league uh, partially owned by the Fox Broadcast Network and the NBC Broadcast Network uh, that are playing all of their games in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, of all places. Um, these are 10 original team names and concepts from the original USFL league. Uh, but buddy, this ain't your granddad's football. Uh, it's more like your father's football. It's kind of just regular football, uh, with a few tweaks of the rules, a few technology gimmicks thrown in. Matt, how are you feeling about the USFL? Where, where, where would you like to start on this young upstart league? Where to begin? Uh, did you watch any of it? We're already, we're about what, three weeks in? Yep. This weekend will be week three. Uh, yeah, and I have played two. Two in, matches so far. In total, I've probably watched three to four games. I watched the inaugural game the whole way through, one other game almost the whole way through, and then like a couple of others I just saw. So you've watched considerably more than I have because I'm I'm trying. I have I have only caught highlights. Um I will confess I have not watched a full game yet. I I plan on watching a full game eventually. The problem is that, well, the first week I, I honestly just completely forgot that it, the league had even started because it didn't really make it a priority to watch. I'm not that deep, con- deeply connected to sports other than the ones that I regularly follow. Um, and also because I'm, I'm kind of, the whole network confused, the, the, I don't like when games span across like multiple networks that are that are not really like they're they're major networks they're not like fringe networks but they're like they're isn't it like TNT and no it's well FS1? it's one let's see let's count all the ways TV you Land, can watch like what, what networks are NBC on? Fox yeah. USA FS1 streaming exclusively on Peacock uh, I believe it's just those five. That frustrates when so I like in the baseball world how 
every team has its own network. It's very convenient. If you usually, sure. if you live in that market, you were part of that network, you can watch that team. Um, and I put up with MLB TV banning you from watching your home team on their service. But they're now starting to take away even more games. And that pisses me off. Because as games keep moving to Apple TV or Facebook or YouTube, Facebook and YouTube aren't that bad because at least it's free to stream them. And I guess the first week for Apple it was free, but um, or it's free for now for Apple streaming the baseball games. But eventually, like, I, I foresee them trying to... And even so, they have games on Amazon Prime now too. But those are games that are taken away from you know, a service that I already pay for. So it's very frustrating. So it seems like that's something that, is that something that, uh, is that something that USFL is, is considering doing more of, you know, it's no, I mean, I think it's a mix that it's half NBC properties, half Fox properties. And to be honest, simply the fact that it's on NBC and Fox proper is kind of impressive, but what drives me nuts is, like part of the part of the USFL's gimmick is the technology and how it's broadcast, but it it's they should just stream it all for free on the USFL website. Like the point of this league is not to make money; it will lose money no, this year. You're, you're the trying point, to, and you're trying to grow the brand. That, right? You like, want this is... eyeballs. That's all you want for this. So it should be everywhere for free. So, Are you kidding me? Yeah, though no, I was gonna say YouTube would would be the ideal. Oh YouTube my god! Or, or, um, like get, uh, go Twitch. on like a, a Pluto TV and get a USFL channel and just play no, the games. Totally. Like totally. it's. And by the way, I have thoughts on multi-stream options and all interact. I mean, you could do so much, but just the basic games, like that was uh, the AAF, which we talked about on the show. Even harder to find than this. Um, don't. Don't make your football games hard to find, guys. Come on. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed the AAF. Of all the fringe leagues that have come come and gone so far, I think I I like the AAF. Strangely, I like the AAF the best. Well, we've you know we've never talked about the was it the fan controlled football league? Are you familiar with that one? Mm. I actually watched I actually watched a little bit of that. Did you? That's I, I have, wild to me. <laughs> um, I watched. A, oh, it's, it was the, the algorithm. The YouTube algorithm recommended it was Johnny Manziel yes. throwing a touchdown pass to Terrell Owens. I, isn't who, that, who both you know, play in the, in the fan league. Yeah. You want a gimmick. controlled league. That's a good gimmick. So the, is the premise that the fans, the fans get to vote on the plays, right? Yeah, and it's more arena style yes, than an actual Yes, no out field. of bounds. Yeah, uh, it's kind of Contact is a little different. Well, and we'll get into this with USFL, but I, I like some of the things they've done, but I also think they've missed big opportunities in other places. Um, let's go ahead and just really quickly, um, as I mentioned, all the games in Birmingham um, with very empty stands. Um, also, one one moment. I find, yeah. it, I find it really, really unfair and kind of ludicrous that Number one, that all the games are taking place in one city. 
understandable when you figure that there's only, what, six teams in the league? Eight, eight teams. Eight. There's eight teams in the league. But that should be a neutral city. There, But there is, there is a team that is in the league that basically always has home field advantage no matter what. And nobody else does. Oh, and and it's so funny because I have watched several games. The only ones people show up for are the Birmingham games. Like you could, right. if if you did not show me the teams on the field and just a photo of the stands, this, I could tell you who's playing. This has to be a money laundering scheme, Sean. <laughs> this whole league has to be a money laundering scheme. Do you seriously are you are we expected to believe that there are fans from I don't know new, from New Jersey? Right, there's a New Jersey team. They're going to fly all the way down to Birmingham to go... To, they're going to go to Birmingham, Alabama well, to go see a Birmingham Rumble Ponies game? I, what is, what is I, I, In a minute, Matt, I am going to quiz you to name the eight teams, so please do not look on your screen. But uh, no, but that, my point is, I don't think they care if there's anybody in the stands. Like, that's... It's a televised sport. Like, there's no... I, and you know what? I actually... Well, the admission money is just gravy. Well, I'm going to give them credit. Like... We all know in our experience in studying these alternate leagues, the first issue is they bleed money like crazy. And so the fact that you're doing it all in one city has got to be saving them so much money. If your goal is to actually sustain this for many years, I would argue it makes a lot of sense to establish the league, establish the team names, some of the players. Then you can take these teams, ship them off to their cities next year, and there's already at least some level of fan base rather than starting from total scratch. So in my list of like good and bad things about the USFL, to me, that's a little bit more of a good one where is it ideal? No. But again, if they had gone to some of these other cities that already have football teams that already have sports cultures, I don't know. That's kind of the problem the XFL had. They just couldn't get the the grip on the, the local communities. But I would think it, at the least... There should, it should be a neutral territory. I like, yes. Why not? Yeah. Have it. I mean, I guess Birmingham is, it is very cost effective instead of having it in a place like Vegas or cause Vegas would kind of be the cool. If money wasn't an object, can, probably can, can would I, be the neatest idea, but it's, it's definitely too expensive. They can I pitch you on the best city? Best city for USFL football. Yes. Honolulu. No, that's, that's fun, but they have a crumbling football stadium that no one wants to play in. Uh, they would play San Antonio. On the side of the volcano. Oh, San Antonio. Okay. Good no, sized city. It. Doesn't doesn't have football team. Has a, has the right. Alamo Dome. Has a a football facility. Uh, I, anyway. I I was I'm always boggles my mind how they've in all these alt leagues they've skipped over. They skipped over San Antonio. I thought for sure it, they would get an AF, AAF an AAF expansion unless they already had one and i'm no they i don't believe they, they did, did. You know, oh, no, san they, antonio. Did. they had the san oh, antonio they? commanders sean how oh, that's can we an forget? awful name that's an, how how we, they should be like the gunslingers or something that's an awful name the san antonio um, Com- and 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 if i'm not mistaken they were one of the most highly attended uh teams i remember well, hearing san antonio. that i was like there were whispers that whoa could 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 i guess san antonio could sustain a football team. Well, San Antonio is, is the new city that every NFL team threatens to move to if they don't mm-hmm. get a stadium. Like, like that is like on the list because it used to be Vegas or Los Angeles, and like next on the list of cities that don't have teams is San Antonio. Maybe San Diego um, is the other since uh, losing the Chargers. Um, but Matt, 
Uh, why don't you help me out here? Can, can you help the folks at home? What are the eight USFL teams? Okay. I know you know them. I know you know them. Yep. All right. I've got it. Your New Jersey Generals. That's right. Your Philadelphia Stars. Yes. Your New Orleans Breakers. Yes, best team in the league. And my personal favorite team, right? That's right. Um, which we'll talk about. Hashtag Dave the Wave. Pittsburgh Maulers. Yes. How many is that? Four? That's half. We're halfway. Halfway there. Your Michigan um, Panthers? Yes. Yes. Are yeah, really the worst team was, in the league? I was between Michigan or Detroit Panthers, and I think it's the it's the Michigan it Panthers. Yep. Um Dallas has a team. No. It's not the Outlaws. Dallas does not have a team. Dallas does not have a team. The Dallas Outlaws is an AAF or one of the defunct. Yeah. XFL. Who keeps track anymore? <laughs> who could keep track of all these? You think of the Houston Roughnecks? Leagues. No, I don't know who you're thinking. No, of. no, the Dallas. The, there was a Dallas. The Outlaws Renegades. Somewhere. They were the Renegades. Okay, all right. Uh, you're forgetting I'm, the home team. There's not really a whole lot on the. Are there any West Coast teams? No. That I'm missing. There's no, not, but what about right? the home team? The Birmingham. Yeah, I. I this Birmingham Stallions. That's right. Okay, you oh, got really? it. Oh, yeah, you got God. it. I don't know where okay. that came from. Two more left. Out of the, the deep recesses of my brain. Um, they're both in the southern half of the country, but most of these teams are. One of them is Houston. Them. Houston's got a team. Right? Yeah, yeah. The Houston Wranglers. Nope. The Houston. That's not a helpful clue. No. No, they're the gamblers. The Houston no, gamblers. I was not get that. The okay. Gamblers. Okay. And, and the final team, this was a famous right. team from I'm the first run one. of the USFL. Uh it was one partly owned ones. by Burt Reynolds. Oh, it was your it was Ta Tampa. Yes. The Tampa Bay Vipers. No, you're thinking no, that's of an the AF uh team. That, no, that was actually the XFL team. Was the oh, Vipers. that was the AAF teams have way way cooler names. Oh, I don't know about um, that. I might disagree with you on that. So the, the and then the Tampa, they called it they called it Bandit Ball. Bandit Bandits. Okay. The Tampa Bay Bandits. They're Bandits. your eight teams. That's right. Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, so, so so what do you think of these eight teams, Matt? Um, my favorite team, I don't know about you, Sean, but I'm a big New Orleans Breakers guy. Um, I haven't warmed up to them as much as my, my favorite, Sean, can you name my, my most favoritist defunct football team? Do you remember? Do you recall? The Seattle Dragons? It was not the Seattle Dragons, Sean. Oh boy, was it the? Uh... They were. They were also arguably the most successful. 
Oh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Nope. nope. It was not. They were more, more successful, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know, Matt. I think you got me. It was my Orlando Apollo, Sean. Oh, boy. Orlando Apollos. AAF is trash. I think they lost one game, and were they were destined, destined for the championship. Trash. The AAF didn't get two bullets in the back of the head. They would have made it. They would have made it to the championship, which had never been named. They hadn't named it yet. And they never had it. Too bad. Um, Yeah, Matt, there's a power rankings on the USFL website. I have no idea if the teams are good, so I'm going off this. That says New Orleans is the best team in the league. No, I I like the Breakers. I picked them before they were good, so I'm not a bandwagoner. I I picked them because I thought their mascot was cool. And I picked them because I like their jerseys. I think they have the only, in my opinion, the only really nice looking jerseys in the league with the exception of the Pittsburgh Maulers, whose jerseys are not bad. I like purple. Purple jerseys are cool. Yeah, but they're um, ma- they're they're like logo of the guy with the hammer is kind of whack. It is, which say. is why I, I it's why I went New Orleans. But mm, yeah, good call. I I uh, I like the lo- the logo is a little bit generic. It's kind of, but it, I know it's the same one as the New England Breakers, but it's like or similar. It's it's Whoa. very corporate looking. It look it looks. We think we talked about this in our in our episode. It looks almost like a like a BP logo or like a like a natural gas lo- or 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 investments or something like that. It's like a really generic looking logo. Well- and the problem I have is New Orleans Breakers, the name I could take and leave. I mean, as we talked about, they started as the Boston Breakers mm. uh, back in the original USFL. Makes a little more sense. But to me, this is a very, like, Atlantic Ocean East Coast logo. Like, nothing about this is very New Orleans-y. Like, I do think no. you can bring in some of the purples and golds and, like, make it a little more New Orleans-y. Yeah, I, I thought... I always thought they would have, like, like Mardi Gras-themed uniforms, like... Yeah, like green and purple and gold, and they would really emphasize that. There is nothing that nothing at all that says no. that like speaks New Orleans on their no, team, but like, still pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Now, but it's also it's you know New Orleans is a football town. So it's hard to sure. edge out the Saints. So I, I don't know how you could be more New Orleans than sure. And you're you're Saints. regionally close to Birmingham. You know, right, right. Uh, I don't know how two teams from Pennsylvania player. got in here. Okay, who's your favorite player, Matt? You have, so my favorite player is it Kyle is, Slaughter? No, no. It's is he the is is he the one that did the teabagging? I no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, he is not my favorite player. My favorite player is Davin Bellamy, who was a defensive end on the New or- on the uh, New Orleans Breakers. Yes. And I like him because he's a big fan of the trash talk, Sean. Mm, is he? So, so they they always catch him with the hot mic. Actually, I think he he like volunteers to wear the mic. A lot of what they're they're doing a lot of in this league is it's like excessive hot miking because they're you know for the entertainment and the the notoriety factor. They're mm-hmm. miking like multiple people and multiple sidelines, and they they play. They're like, miking everybody. They're miking pretty much everybody, and and they I guess they you know they really want to emphasize that like on the field, um, atmosphere in their in the broadcast. So 
he Bellamy on the hot mic is very big into the trash talk. He's very big into like the, um, like there was a uh, an incident in the last game where he was, it was like thirty one to seven, and uh, it was like the fourth quarter, and the other team is like, you know, trying to trying to talk smack or something, and Bellamy just goes up to them. He's like. It is thirty-one to seven. We ain't got nothing to say. We ain't got nothing to talk about. We ain't got nothing to talk about. It is thirty-one to seven. We ain't got nothing to talk about. And he he became my favorite player right then and there. That is awesome. It is thirty-one to seven. We ain't got nothing to talk about. We ain't got nothing to discuss. I think is what he said. We ain't got nothing to discuss. You know, I'm going to, one of these future weeks, I'm going to run a quiz for you where I'm going to name somebody and you have to tell me if they're a a, a USFL player or not. Because I'm just enjoying some of these, like, Will Likely. C.J. Marble. They sound so, like, computer generated. They, I was just going to say, they sound they sound very much like you played all the, you played through the franchise in Madden and... You're running out of like actual players, so they just start stocking it with the generic like. Oh, who's your uh, who's your quarterback? Shea players. Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> I love our cornerback, Jalen McLean Sap. Yeah, that one. That actually sounds like a baseball. That's a little more game. interesting. Brian yeah. Scott. That sounds like a baseball player. Yes. Um. No, he's your Philadelphia Stars quarterback. Um. Can now, we man, talk about the Philadelphia Stars uniforms. Okay. What about them? Possibly the worst uniforms I've ever seen a sports team wear, Sean. Uh, I hate their uniforms. The uniforms are absolute garbage. A little much. They're a little much. Look at They're very ketchup and mustard. It's ketchup and mustard, exactly. It it does not look good. It looks like looks like they, they might as well just pick up that McDonald's corporate sponsorship right now because that's exactly it just looks like McDonald's logo maybe that's eventually down the line what they're planning to do it's just going to be all like they're going to you know where how nfl has fought against it or mlb has fought against like corporatizing logos on their 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 jerseys they're going to like really heavily lean into it and they're all going to just be like covered head to toe and the stars are just maybe ahead of the they're ahead of the head of the curve on this one yeah, I'll also say I'm actually going to share my screen so you can see it too, Matt, because I'm looking at all the jerseys on the Shop USFL website. I think I agree with you. I think the stars da- here are pretty bad, and I think the Panthers are kind of crappy. The because Panthers it's just, look just very high school to me. It's well, but it's the maroon with the blue. That's kind of. Mm-hmm sad i mean you look at like the generals is very generic the stallions is very generic i agree i i do like the blue and there is something fun about the the maulers i'll give you that the purple and the orange at least they stand out that's my my apollo's colors too you know the black Um, of the houston gamblers i mean would you pay 80 dollars for oh they're pre-order you can't even buy them Oh, oh would you believe it no, can, I, can you get the them custom with your name on it? There's just nothing. There's nothing like cool desire. Like, if people saw you wearing that jersey, I don't know if they would even. They would probably think it was like your fantasy football team jersey. Oh sure. Like, you know, you had it like custom made for your, and they would think that would be like really sad. So. 
It makes me sad. It would probably, I mean, given the names too, they probably also would think it's your, like you're a fantasy football team. Oh my God, Matt, you can pay $150 for an official game of football. Ug- a football with the uh, one of the ugliest logos in sports stamped on it. Oh, Talk about so generic bad. and looking like a like a shipping company. Terrible. Oh, look at really, this. I like, love the it's very ugly. Uh, it's the product details. It says, get your very own USFL official game football. Perfect your game with this football, and maybe you will see yourself in the USFL one day. <laughs> wow. What a dream big. I, I love how they're, they're just assuming that this league is going to last more than a year. Kid, one day you can grow up to play in the U.S. to not be good enough it'll, for it'll the NFL. It'll totally be around when you're, when you're a grown-up, Johnny. I'm going to click notify me when available. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we got, we will uh, we will talk about the balls a little bit later. Awful, um, Awful logo. I really hate that logo. Well, so it's the original. Much. It's the original '80s logo. You know, but, for better word. It, and honestly, in the '80s, I think it works. I just am surprised. It worked they in the '80s. I was going to say modernize very it. well in the '80s, but it doesn't like usually when they bring things back like that. It's to capture some kind of nostalgia. I don't know if this this really does the same no. job. Not no. at all. Well, and I'm surprised that they call it United States Football League. Like, even the announcers will call it that. I thought they would pull an XFL and just say, it doesn't stand for anything. It's just the USFL. Because I think United States Football League is kind of lame. For whatever it's worth. Um, Now, Matt, uh, one other thing to talk about with the teams, uh, because I do want to make sure we have time. I want to talk about some of the broadcast stuff and some of the other uh, interesting uh, rule developments and things. The mascots. I know you're you're excited and passionate about the mascots of the USFL. I am. The mascots are are pretty 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 cool. I like the mascots a lot. I like the. So do you want to go through all eight of them? I'm yeah. I'm I'm pretty hype about the mascots. I will say. All right. So we're let's go through all eight mascots and Matt. I think we should grade them on a mascot scale. Okay. So who who would you say is like a ten out of ten the best mascot in sports? Uh, the best mascot in all of sports? Yes. Go put you on the spot. Uh, and if you Philly say Mr. Fanatic. Matt, I will kill you. I just said the Philly, the Philly fanatic. I, Great. I, I Love flipped it. the script on you. Why? Because what the hell is he? He's like some kind of alien. He is um, unpredictable. Lovable. Oh, but, but you know what? Way. I just remembered that there is a better mascot. Speaking of unpredictable... And probably an alien. It's, it's gritty. It's it's gritty. Gritty, from, yes. Gritty is the ten out of ten. The Philadelphia I, Flyers. How could I forget him? He's that, way better. That than is the Philly fanatic. so oh, yeah. perfect. Okay. Hell yeah. So no, I like the Philly fanatic. He he has like fun mischief, where he'll like oh he'll like bump into you or you know accidentally spill popcorn. The gritty is just a he is just a deviant. Like he's, he he will just walk over to the opposing fans and just dump popcorn on their head. Mess you up good. It won't be. He won't even make it look like an accident. At least the Philly fanatic is very like slapsticky, and he'll make it look like an accident. He's got that really long tongue that shoots out. It's but gritty is just a. He is just a, a sociopath. He'll he'll just do whatever it takes to to ruin somebody's day. And I, I love that for. Her. I like I like gritty. I'm all about gritty. So. Uh, so let's rate each of these mascots on a scale from zero to gritty. The worst mascot is probably, um, so on the opposite end of the of the scale. I think Mister Met is a terrible mascot. He's no, Mister Met's a great mascot. No, he's, he's just a he's giant probably, baseball. He's head. probably a solid eight. Come he's on, probably a solid eight. Okay, he's who's a, the he's worst mascot? mascot? Go ahead. Who's the worst mascot? Um, 
the worst the worst mascot in the world is uh one of those guys that stands outside with like uh the sign and he spins the sign well i googled and according to bleacher report the stanford tree are you familiar with the stanford tree i actually know this one but the stanford tree is stanford mascot it is a tree (laughs) it's not even really okay it's not what, what was the mascot we made sean Oh, Gertie the Grit? Gertie the Grit. Okay, that's the worst. Gertie being the worst, Gritty being the best. I don't know if that'll get too confusing. Okay. I mean, really, it's just going to be like a 1 to 10 scale, but I just like having some context. We've had our share of mascots on this show. We have talked a lot about mascots. So let's get into this. The New Orleans Breakers introducing Dave the Wave, the coolest man in sports. What do you say, Matt? You you a fan of Dave the Wave? You love Dave, Dave the Wave. Dave the Wave is very cool. How would you describe Dave the Wave for people who aren't looking at him? Um, he looks like he should be a toothpaste mascot. I think everybody everybody agrees. Everybody I've heard that has has discussed Dave the Wave, they said he should be picked up by Crest. He should be on like or Colgate commercials. He looks like like his hair because his hair is gelled back. It's a wave. But it's got blue and white streaks through it, so it looks a lot like a, a, a squeeze of toothpaste. And he's got very cool, uh, he's got those really cool sunglasses that are like, I don't know, what would you call those, aviators or like skier, skiing sunglasses? Yeah, they're, so, they're just big sunglasses. Very big, yeah, and, and he's got... Uh, but he's got a big smile, too. Big That's smile, why he kind classic, of looks like a toothpaste guy, like a big white cheese. smile. He's got the, che- the big cheese smile. Um, he is, he's muscled up, which all, all these, a lot of these mascots are pretty jacked. He's cool as hell. He is cool as hell. He is the he is the the boss. I love Dave the Wave. So I I I think I know how they created Dave the Wave. Do you want to know the story? Okay. I think it was 1996, and the folks at Colgate were like, "Guys, toothpaste sales are stagnant. We have got to get with the young people. What do they love? Extreme sports. Introducing Dave the Wave, new extreme toothpaste." They That's love what he looks like. Sports and they love dental health. Dental yes. health. It's Mountain Dew. The toothpaste is Mountain Dew flavored. Um, interesting. Dave, yes, Dave the Wave is great. I, I agree. Probably my favorite on the list, though we've got many more to look at. Um, I just think he. I just think he's just an absolute, just an absolute boss of. He's the he's he's like fun. the boss of all the other mascots. He's he's fun and edgy, like like gritty, right? Fun, but also edgy. He's the Chad. Yeah, man. Do the wave. Uh, Next up, the Michigan Panthers. Pablo the Panther. Average. No way. No way. I don't think he's bad. I think he's he's average. He's he's Gertie. He's a Gertie. Gertie level. No, come on. He's 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 not bad. He's just fine. He sucks. No, he's he's not. There's nothing cool about this. What can you do with a Panther? That's cool. He looks like a Panther. He's got a shirt with the stupid logo well so does dave the wave yeah but that logo is better and that's true go back down to pablo why is his name pablo the panther what does that mean 
So by the way, all the names were chosen by Twitter poll. So they had like four names for each of them and they took so, a vote. But Dave at least makes sense. Pablo the Panther. Like how does Dave it, make sense? What does Dave have to do with, with the breakers? Dave rhymes with wave. Pablo is alliterative with Panther. Yeah, but but it, why not Pete? What should it be? Manther the Panther? <laughs> yes, that would be that would be better. It would be better. Still sucks because he he sucks. You just look at him and he looks no. just very generic. There are worse. There are. I don't worse. even think he really looks like a panther, Sean. I think he looks more like a like a like a cub. He looks That's more true. Like He's a not liger. very panthery. I thought panthers looks, were black. Yes, they are. The, the okay. I was led. That was what I was led to believe. Okay. Carolina so he's just panthers. a cat, a large Logo cat of some black. Kind. Okay. So terrible, terrible. Okay. So terrible a fail master. on Pablo. Fail on Pablo. All right. The Bayside Bandit. Look at this guy. Worse. I think that's worse than Pablo. Disagree. I think it's better. Oh, come on. I think it's so, better than Pablo. I, so I will say, first off, better name, the Bayside Bandit. Still not, not yeah, okay. the best name, but not the best, I, but it's I'll it's give better. you the name. I don't mind the name. Um, The Bayside Bandit. Is he's he? It's all about the eyes for him. Like Bad everything eyes. draws you to his eyes because he's got the big bandana. He's got angry eyebrows. Of his face. He's like if you. He looks. He actually looks like he could hurt you. Like like his eye. His eye. He's the only mascot. I would say I would be uncomfortable if I was like he's one unpleasant on one with this guy. It 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 would not. I would not be having a good time with him. I'm like, surprised they didn't give him real guns. He's got because he's got the eye shadow. It's it's that it's about well, the, the eyebrows. Eyes. He's got the he's shadow, got the eyebrows, the liner. Right. It's it and everything is focused on on those yeah, eyes. It's and, unpleasant. Uh, unpleasant. I say I say a fail, but you're a fan. I okay. I'm a fan. I'm moderately a fan. I'm I'm not the I'm worst. Right. He's the middle. He's definitely the middle ground right now. Okay. Uh, next up, the Birmingham Stallions, Stanley the Stallion. We're, probably my least favorite name of the bunch. Although there are other bad ones. But Stanley, bad. Yeah. Not a good name. This is like Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, it's it's that unpleasant. Kind of, that kind of name? Stanley the Stallion? No. You could have done also, better than that, Birmingham. This falls into the Pablo category of just generic animal. Like, no defining features or anything uniquely interesting. It's just a guy with a horse head. Really, yeah, nothing really to talk about with this guy. Terrible. No, no but he also has the big Dave the Wave smile, though. Yeah, he does. That's true. I'll give him some points for that. But still, still pretty terrible. Not good. Um, I'll read some of the comments on like what are the what are the what what do the replies what do the say? Hometown fans think about this. Oh, this guy says has to be the best one in of all, in my opinion. Don't you agree? Although the guy has a stallion's logo as his uh, probably, user icon, he probably made the <laughs> he probably um, made the designed it. He's the artist. Mister Ed was better. Giddy was one of the alternate names. I do yeah, know that, Giddy that they did better. Pick. Giddy definitely um, would have been better. I like how they, yeah, they had the gift from uh they had the gift from Stanley from the office. Oh, Rocky the Stallion was a good one too. That would have been great. Well, that's more of a Philadelphia thing, but um 
Anyway. Yeah, that really wouldn't. Yeah. This guy says, coming for your next, Stanley. Um, next up, I think the better version of the Bandit, which is Ace, the mascot for the Houston Gamblers. I like the name. I think it's clever without being over clever. Um, and again, it's another like person face character, but he's he's fun, but he's friendly. You know, he's friendly, but he's got a little this edge to him. This one's more for the kids. Ace this is one for is the kids. it's likable. Like I could see someone having like a doll of Ace. Ace like he's kind of cool. Kid. He's like he's like Woody. He looks like Woody from Yes, Coast. except he has the little Ace playing card in his hat. So you know he's a gambler. He's a Houston gambler. Yeah. You know the smile's kind of a little crooked. It's got a little I, a little me, edge. To I would have made I would have made him have the like that green gamble uh, casino hat. Oh, the visor. The, the visor. Yeah, that would that yeah. would have been my my design for him. But or he would have had he would have he would have had that visor, but he also would have had like the the uh, the phone with like DraftKings sports book mm. on it. Like he's a he's a he's a Different chronic kind gambler. Of gambler. Yeah, he's got like money pouring out of his pocket and. I love that. Maybe some chips. He's got like the the gambling chips in a satchel. Yeah, I like Ace. You throw those to the kids. The kids would love that. Yeah. Good. A very a very profitable character. Ace. What about a or like a big uh, uh, roulette wheel? Oh sure. And he could throw it at his enemies. I think they're all here like superheroes, but they're not. They're just mascots. I like, get they don't that vibe that they're gonna they're going for like an Avengers kind of thing. Oh my god, do you think they're all going to team up? Oh yeah. That's no, crazy. Actually, that would be too good. That would be a good idea, but it's probably never going to happen because these are these these are very clearly not the most creative minds in No. In, and speaking of planet. not creative minds, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Maulers, Marty the Mauler, uh, who is yep. a buff construction worker with suspenders and a yellow hard hat. Bad. Uh yeah. Not bad. I'm thumbs thumbs Just down on Marty. Very, not very. Which is crazy because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they're the only logo with like an obvious person in it. I mean, I guess there's a bandit riding the horse, but like it should just be like this kind of badass guy. Not Still don't whatever. Love the logo, the logo should have just been a hammer. Like, yeah, take you're probably the right. Out of it and just make it a big hammer. You're probably right. Um,. Yeah, no, he's not doing it for me. He's not He's not fun or friendly, but he's also, like, doesn't have attitude. He just looks tired, like he's been at work all day. Yes. Like, he's been mauling all day, and he's tired, like he and he just, needs a beer. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it does. It's exactly what his eyes are saying, is, I need a beer, and I need to go take a nap in my backyard. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. And, I, and someday I will die of you black a, lung from working in the iron mills, but... Yes. He, he, Marty needs a cheesesteak. Yep, I, I do believe that. Um, we have the Generals introducing General Jersey. General Jersey. Of so they're the, the New Jersey human, Generals, and it's General Jersey. Of all the human, the human mascots, I think General Jersey's my favorite so far. Uh, um, again, he's got the fly smile. Really say about him, though. He's he's got a well, big smile. I, I he's think got the military hat because he's a general. He does. He has the helmet. Um, I I think I'm just he's black, which is great. I think we, there is not a lot of diversity in mascots, and I'm not saying That's that as true. a joke. I'm saying it seriously. Like it sounds stupid, point. 
but name another team with a mascot who is a person of color. In not a way that it's like I'm not talking about like the Indians. Like I'm talking about like one where it's actually not a problem. Yeah. So I actually give credit for that, and he does seem cool. He's got the little grin. He's got no. That's yeah. He's he is pretty cool. He's and you uh, know what? The name is so bad it's good. Like General no, Jersey, Jersey is terrible, but I also kind of think it's great. Like the New Jersey Generals, he's General Jersey. Like that. That's awful, but I like it. Yeah, there's not not a whole lot else to say about him. He's uh he's wearing the jersey of the 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 New the New Jersey Generals. That is his namesake. Yep. I would have gone with like a cutoff tee there. Okay. Like a like one of those like like well they don't really wear those in the military. No, but they wear them in Jersey, especially by the shore. One of those like sleeveless tees. That okay, been... so you're going with that kind of jersey. Oh, GTL yeah. Jim Tan Laundry. Exactly. Yep, okay. On the back. Could have said that on the back. I'm sure New Jersey would appreciate that. And finally, our last one, the Philadelphia Stars bring you their sort of gritty ripoff, Blob. There's there's something magical about the city of Philadelphia when they collectively come up with mascot. This is now like a triple it's a triple crown for them. Between Gritty and the Philly Fanatic, and now we have the Blob. They just, they hit it out of the park every time. Well, by I the way, it. I, I love this mascot. Not to be corrective, it's not even the Blob, it's just Blob. I, they couldn't even be I, bothered. I feel like they, they're the only ones, them and New Orleans Breakers are the only ones that understood the assignment. Yes. Like, I the agree. rest of them are just like, oh, a mascot is just a guy who's buff. Well, and I think where's they, our jersey? They took their names literally, like the Michigan Panthers. It's a Panther, and the Maulers. It's a well, I guess a Mauler, but it's yeah, it's a construction <laughs> guy. The Stallions. It's a horse. Like there wasn't a lot of create. Even the Gamblers was like, it's a guy who gambles. Like no, these teams even that like was like a bare minimum. Oh, we we'll put the card in his hat to show that he's a gambler. Otherwise, they'll think he's just like a regular. Well, no, they'll confuse Cal- him with the Cal- with the Tampa Bay Bandit. Cal- <laughs> They look but, the same. Yeah. The blob. Yeah. This is, they understood the assignment. They got creative with it. He's like an alien. How would you describe him for the listeners? He's, he's like a devil, but also an alien. Uh, he looks, like I Grimace. think I'm going to go with, like I'm going to go with demon. I think he's an underworld demon. He's got the horns. He's got little fang teeth. He's well, red. The only reason I think he's an alien is because if you scroll down the, the, or up, the, up, the, I think the yeah. Oh, it says Dear, Dear Earth. Earth. Well, they're the stars, right? So I think that's the reference from space. They're the stars. Dear Earth, meet Blob. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. So I think they think he's an alien. I think he looks like I a just, demon. I like that he's not. He's not a big star. He, you know, like they could have made him like the Carl's Junior star. That would have been they, funny. Instead, they made him like an alien Blob, and he's got. He looks like Grimace. Uh, he looks like Grimace if he um, if he was like Grimace's like like you know like all the Yoshi's are different colors in Mario. He's like a red. He's like a red version of Grimace, but he's also got little horns on the top. He's like a Grimace that uh, 
was from a different evolutionary line <laughs> genealogy. A distant, a distant relative. A distant relative of the Grimace genus. Yeah. yeah. And you're familiar with the green Grimace, right? Oh, Grimacy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this fits right in there. He's right in that. He's right in that. Right in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there you go. There are your eight mascots. Some good, some not so good, some just strange. Yeah, they all pretty much suck. Really, except for... Uh, well, that's true Dave of most the of the USFL, My though. My man, Dave the Wave. Dave He's the riding wave. that wave. See, Matt, this could be your, your ticket to riches. Let's start selling Dave the Wave merchandise. Dave the Wave. I'm going to see if I can get... Uh, I want to be Dave the Wave. You want, Is there like an application? No, there's no Dave the Wave merchandise. Not yet, there's not. We got to start selling some, man. We'll make some good money. Um, all right, Matt. Uh, I would like to talk a little bit about the technology of the USFL, the broadcast, the rules. Um, we don't have to get too much into it, but I do find it very interesting and fascinating, some of the stuff they're doing. I know you've seen some clips and such. We got the drone cam, we've got the helmet cam, we've got everyone mic'd up to the gills, um, we've got helmet communication uh, being broadcast. What did you think of all the, the various uh, gimmicks of the broadcast that you've seen? Um, uh, my favorite, I think the star of the show is the drone. They use that drone. Um, it's really cool. The drone is... I think they use it a lot for like the extra points. Yeah. They, you know, it's one of those, I noticed a lot of the gimmicks they used a lot in week one and less in week two. Uh, and so I hope that trend doesn't continue. Um, yeah, it kind of was, but it was also like, you could kind of see it flying around and when the mics were turned on, you could hear, you know, um, one of those funny drone things. That's I love the helmet cam. Probably because there's so few people in the stadium. Yeah, that yes, there's there's no noise counteracting it. Um, I thought the helmet cam was great. You know, that's a point I would make if I had to give the USFL a piece of advice. Is I want like the streaming multicast where I want to watch an entire game from the helmet cam. Yes. Like like I want the quarterback's helmet cam with my audio being the audio he hears in his head and his mic. Like, you're the quarterback. I've wanted that for... That's so cool! I've wanted that for Madden. Imagine so playing cool. Madden. As or you could even pick the player, or, like, you can be, like, the wide receiver or the running back for the game, and it's mm-hmm. their mic and their headset, and I'm like, oh, my God, that would be so... Like, all this technology exists. Uh... They had a lot of opportunities to go with the drone for, I feel like, just regular plays that they didn't do. Feels like it really was mostly for, like, extra points, things like that. Uh, long snaps, like punts and things they did it for. Yeah, big bit. distance stuff. I wanted to. I, I wish they could attach a camera to the ball for pu- every time they punt. <laughs> what it's like the ball cam was like to air. be the ball. Yeah. Um, just no a camera well, on the ball. They they use two sky cams, a high one and a and a lower one, so we get more angles there. Um, I did enjoy. 
I kind of wanted the commentators to stop talking because there were times where they would play the, they'd have the coach on screen, they'd have the players on screen, you'd hear them calling the plays, you'd hear them in the huddle, you'd hear the coach talking in the headset. I loved that stuff. Like, that's different. Like, lean into that. I don't need a commentator being like, well, it's third and ten, this will be a tough one for them to convert. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, I know how football works. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the, the gimmicks were good, they just weren't used as well as I thought they could have been. No, it's nothing like nothing like the zip cam from the the XFL days. Nothing like that with the it's nothing that's going to I think revolutionize. I don't even know if they'll anything will be really heavily incorporated into NFL when it comes back, but I thought a lot of, there was a I think they were trying to make their headway more in audio. Kind of like yeah. we were saying before with with miking every instead of the visuals of it. XFL was more visual. I think that USFL is trying to be the audio league. Like they're trying to bring you to the field through uh, sound, which is an interesting angle. Um, it was great. I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, they, they had the, the, the sideline reporters checking in throughout the game, which was great. And what I loved was they would literally take the quarterback out after a, after a drive and they'd be there and you'd watch at home, the quarterback watching an iPad, watching the play he just made and explaining to you what happened and was going through his head. I'm like, whoa, that's that's really interesting. Like, I've never heard that before. Like, literally seconds after it happened, them seeing the tape for the first time and being like, oh, I didn't see that guy was open. Shoot, I should have had that. You know, you're like, wow, that's really innovative. Yeah. Uh, their the live reactions and of course the, I think they're always really secretly hoping that something is going to go down that will get everybody riled up for the next day. Um, another uh, gimmick is the uh is the first down marker. There are no chains, so there's a computer chip in the ball that indicates its position on the field, a feature I feel they didn't use much. And uh, Matt, I'm sure you've seen the rumors that it's part of the reason the passes and the kicks have not been as consistent as expected is because the chip may actually be throwing off the balance of the ball. I don't know if I buy that. I mean... How much do you think... I mean, it's probably... can't be a very big chip. Well, but it might not take... I will say they have reverted... They have... They were kicking with the chipped balls, and they actually switched to a non-chipped ball for the kicks. So that must mean they wouldn't do it for no reason. So there must be something to it. And and I have seen some of these passes where it, you know, the quarterback wasn't pressured and 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 got off a clean throw, and the ball just sort of sails a little wonky. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. I mean, again, there's a reason why the NFL hasn't done it. Um, and that could potentially be it. The technology just isn't ready. Where do they put the chip? It's in is the it like tips. Sewn into the fabric of the ball? It's on the inside of the ball. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't really, you know, trade secrets. They haven't really divulged exactly how it works. Is it in the seam? Maybe it's in like the seams of the ball. I, I have no clue. Um, but I do know no, that, you know, they have that that great uh, sort of like uh, in soccer and in tennis where they have that sort of virtual look at the line to tell you if it yeah. was over. It's pretty cool when they do it. They also never really do it that often because either it's obvious or the problem with having the chip in the ball is it's not always about where the ball is. 
Mm. It's about where you were down by contact or where you were. So it doesn't necessarily matter if the ball was over or not, right? That That's not the question. So you can't review it that way. So I've only seen them do it, like, I think twice in two weeks. They They don't do it very often, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah, still a cool idea. It is interesting. It, the, what do you think it. about the rule changes? It, it, they're really, I don't know, weren't that many, right? No, uh, you know, and, and, and well, and it's stuff we've seen in like the XFL and the first USFL. You know what I mean? The three point try is probably the gimmickiest one. Um, where uh, you can go for one point, you can go for the traditional two points, or you can go for a three-point try, um, which is a single play from the 10-yard line. Um, outside of that, uh, there's an onside kick. There's rules nobody's done yet. That's the bummer. Onside kick alternative. Um, instead of trying an onside kick, you can choose to convert one fourth and 12-yard 12, and 12 yard play from the 33rd-yard line. If you can get those 12 yards, you keep the ball. But if you come up short, the other team takes the possession. I think it's interesting. Nobody's done it yet. Same with the overtime shootout. We haven't had an overtime game yet. Um, And the overtime is a best of three scoring format where each offense gets the ball at the opponent's two yard lines. They'll each take three shots. If they're still tied, then they keep going at sun death. I'm so excited to watch that. They just have not had an overtime game yet. So um, it's not very interesting to watch. No, nothing really. Nothing really has come from that yet. No, I don't. I think there's been maybe one three-point try. I don't think there have been many of those. So, um, I don't know. Not, not getting me excited at this point. No, there's nothing. Nothing huge. I mean, my my favorite alternate rule still is when they uh, how the XFL took out the kickoff. Yep. I think that was smart. I think their yep. their alternative was smart. I do like the the timing changes, uh, a thirty five second play clock um, instead of a forty second play clock, a twenty five second clock after stoppages, and then stopping the clock after first downs during the final two minutes of each half. Um, so you're not uh, doing two minute drills so quickly and and creating more plays. So I think there are small tweaks that are helpful. It's just you don't tend to notice them as much hmm. um, on a game to game basis. So. I don't know, Matt. Uh, why don't we uh, put a pin in the USFL here? Any overall thoughts? What are you thinking of the league so far through two weeks? And where do you think it's uh, it might go from here? Eh, I mean, if you if you're if you're a fan of the sport, you know the sport is still there. I, I guess they they didn't want to. Not really anything drastically different about it. This is a a very generic league in in almost every way. Uh, the everything from the logo designs that we were joking about before to the mascots that we were joking on before to even the play style. This is a very generically played league. It's not even bad enough to comment on how bad it is. Like, remember the AAF? We were like, wow, all these players are terrible, but they're equally terrible, so it's hilarious. Um, what We don't know what's going to happen next, like, because everybody's so bad. They're just they're they're just good, but they're not good enough to be in the NFL. So that's what you're watching is you're basically just watching like a minor league NFL like 
alternative, which is why it's just not even. And and there's no the XFL had that like, you know, the Vince McMahon savviness of like very showy and very like t- made for TV. They they tried to really establish like uh, storylines and things, but this this rendition is just just a complete like milk toast of a of a league, and I I don't really think it has that much staying power. I mean maybe maybe it has the, like you said they their their advantage is that they're so conservative that they're they're saving a lot of money playing all their games in Birmingham. And, and just not, you know, taking any risks whatsoever. Maybe that's the, that's going to help them in the end. But unless you're and, – and also what they have is their seasonality. The fact that they're playing on the off season, I think, is, is helping them. Like months removed from the – so they didn't start – like the AAF started right after the Super Bowl. And I think that was still – it hurt them because there was still a lot of like postseason fatigue that and and people weren't weren't ready to watch an inferior product but to establish this as a, as a natural spring and summer league um maybe maybe I don't know maybe that gives them some some uh some lift yeah i mean boy you know unfortunately i don't think there's really ever a good time for a football league cuz if you do it earlier if you do it in that like february march april time frame you're running into march madness and if you do it uh, like the USFL is doing in the April, May, June, July territory, you're running into uh, basketball and hockey playoffs. So th- there's sports competition no matter when you do it. I I have said, but we've talked a lot about alternate football leagues on the show. And my point has always come back to the same thing over and over and over and time and time again that I still do not think spring football will ever work. The NFL is too big, and people don't... What, the number one thing people forget is people don't like the sport of football. If they did, they would go watch the peewee team down the street. It's not about the sport. It's about the team you've loved since you were a kid. It's about the players you've been following since they were in college, and then we're, the draft is on tonight. The draft is going to get 10 times the ratings of one of these USFL games. The NFL draft will get similar ratings to an actual NFL game. That's how big you're dealing with here. I don't think any alternative league can get to that point and generate that kind of excitement and buzz. It needs the gimmicks. It needs the excitement. It needs uniqueness. And you're right. This league, God bless them for trying the helmet cam and the drone cam and the chip in the ball and the three-point try. The football is just okay. The players are nobody you've heard of. The teams aren't even playing in their respective cities. So you can't even get a local angle on it. So why should anyone give a shit? I think the only reason the XFL was relevant earlier was because Vince McMahon is a personality. And I'm coming because Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a personality. You, you need something to get people to tune in. And it cannot just be the fact that they are playing the game of football. And the USFL does not understand that. You need so, it, it, you need an angle, and the USFL seems like a league that is afraid of taking an angle. Well, like they think you need some kind of spin, and they're just afraid of doing anything different. They just wanted to be football, but played in the springtime. You know, 
even fan-controlled football league. Like, a D-level football league. Like, worse than arena football. Nobody gives a shit. At least they're trying to do something different. You know what I mean? Million yeah. points of credit. Fans pick the players. I give arena football a lot of credit for... Bringing in players you've heard of. I would really rather than bring in old, new. retired players that I at least have, like, oh, Johnny Manziel, that's really interesting. I would like mm. to see him play. Like that Kyle Slaughter. I don't know who that is. So just whatever it takes to just blow it out and be crazy, do it. Um, because it, it's not going to stick around. If they had, if they even had something like make it have like three downs instead of four downs, just something different, just something totally new. Totally Play with a different with size game. ball, heavier ball or lighter ball. Put 15 people on the field. We love, we, I feel like we love science experiments. Make it into a science experiment. What would happen if we played with five people in, on a team, like on each side? Like, what would happen if we played with like 20 people on each side? Like, I know. You know, it, it would just, it would have, it would be, what would be actually, what would be kind of interesting is what if they had, what if they had like a bunch of these rule ideas in a hat or on, a, on like a spinning wheel? And at the end, at the end of every game, they have to for the next game, they have to spin the wheel, and the wheel determines like the rule set that they're gonna play and like the the wild card rule. It, so it could be like next week we're gonna have spin 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 a lighter ball, and then they they roll out a lighter ball. We're gonna fill next it with week helium. We're gonna have spin yeah. spin spin. We're gonna do um. The coach has to be the quarterback. With no quarterback, yeah, or 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 um, with uh, the quarterback, the quarterback has to have a, his hand one hand strapped behind his back the whole game. Like, well, that would just get people murdered. Like that. I think that would just be really. Or spin, spin, spin. We uh, we get rid of the uh, fair catch rule for next week. <laughs> like, it's just would be yeah. Just create some fun. Like, do you, now, Matt. Let me ask you, do you have any, like, do you have, like, one idea that you would like, in particular, you'd like to see the USFL try? I can go first if you want a second to think. If I, if I could, if I could implement one thing that I want them to, to Yeah, try like a out. rule change or something like that, you know, some, some way to change the, the format. Um, you have one in mind already? Yes, I do. About, I'll think about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, half court. I think it should the, the between the 30 yard lines is not exciting football to me because that's usually where drives slower get stopped. So I think every drive should start at like the 30 yard line and your only goal is to go 30 yards and score something. And so it's all action. It's all red zone all the time. And it's a shootout. Scores are going to be way higher because you're going to be scoring much more often. Um, you're going to get a lot more of variety in plays because again, you're limiting the field. So you're not worried about 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards. Um, and you can do it in smaller stadiums and smaller areas because you don't need as much of a field. So that would be my gimmick is because that's what people like. It's that college overtime rule where you start at whatever the 10 yard line and your point is to score. It's kind of like that. I'd give it a little more field, but literally just score the shit out of the games and get the excitement way up. No, I really like that idea. Yeah, I I was gonna go with no out of bounds, like arena football. Oh, that would be cool. You know, it's not a new idea, but I like I like when arena football. I like the way that they they tried that. Um, 
And was it arena football that had the goal? The goalposts were like really high or something. It was like really. I don't it made remember. kicking field goals a lot harder. I think it, I think they like raised the goalpost, the height of it, so kickers had to get more height. I would, yeah, maybe consider, especially since the fans aren't showing up anyway. Like you, you could do away with the out of bounds concept at all, like in general, and just every every place is in bounds. There there is no out of bounds. Um, is an interesting one to play with. Uh, I would, of course, do away with kickoffs because I hate them. Most, yep, I think most I agree. most fans agree. I think I think field goals should be worth more the farther out they are. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not fair that you can kick it at twenty yards and at sixty yards and, and they're both worth, worth three the points. Amount. I like that. Yeah, maybe it's Add worth like stakes. six points if it's a fifty-yard field goal or something. Yep, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that would be fun. See things like that. That's what the USFL needs but to not- do. But they're not going to do it because they're not creative, and it's a they're business, scared. and they're, it's a bummer. Just, yeah, I mean, too scared. Matt, we should talk about the XFL before we wrap up here, uh, because there was a little bit of news. So the XFL launches next year. Uh, the USFL has a lead on it, and interestingly enough, the USFL has two-year contracts with all their players that basically forbids them from playing in the XFL next year. Very interesting. Uh, but the XFL tried to steal, went on a press blitz just before the USFL launched, tried to steal some thunder. Namely, two big things were announced. We talked previously on the show. Uh, a new ownership group taken over from Vince McMahon. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, probably the most notable among the owners, but some other very rich, successful people. Um, the big thing is uh, the new logo. The new XFL logo. Tomorrow's league starts today, as they say, focusing on players. Uh, Matt, what do you think of the new uh, XFL logo? Um, I like it. I'm kind of a fan of it. I don't, I don't dislike it. You know, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, very, it's very like gym bro. Like it's a gym looks like very athletic, like gym bro type logo. Oh yeah. It's very bro It's a bro logo. Uh, it's, it's, it looks like a logo that would invest in crypto. It's it's, but it's cool. I I don't hate it. Um, I th- I I I know exactly what they went for with it. I I don't I think that they're they're trying to make it like very like twenty twenties. It it reminds me of like a social media launch logo or social media approved logo. It's fine. What do you think of it? As we previously talked about, generic. Uh, yeah, that is the bummer. I mean, even the XFL 2020 logo was at least mm-hmm. kind of interesting. And this is like the most nondescript. I don't mind it, but it looks like it belongs on a gift card or like a, like a, like a rewards card. Well, there wasn't a, a, a sports startup who actually sued them for the logo looking, their logo looking similar to this new XFL logo. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty uninteresting. Um, now the, um, XFL announced a couple things, uh, some NFL partnerships, which is something the USFL does not have, uh, partnering with the NFL Alumni Academy. Um, that's just a picture, not an article, uh, where um, past NFL players will be encouraged to participate and play with the XFL. Also, the XFL joining with the NFL on innovation opportunities, such as testing new helmets, fitness players, uh, playing services, and things like that. Kind of light announcements, but certainly more than what's going on with the USFL. Um 
the other thing uh, that they announced was their head coaches, their eight head coaches. We don't know the team names or locations yet. Uh, we do know who the coaches are. Um, among them, some of the more famous uh, would be uh, that you might have heard of Jim Haslett, um, previous Tennessee Titans coach, but a longtime college coach um, at a number of uh, teams, and also um, UFL and World League American football teams. Wade Phillips, uh, longtime defensive coordinator and uh, short-lived head coach of the NFL. Bob Stoops, um, longtime coach at the University of Oklahoma. Hydens Ward, former NFL champion with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ron Woodson, three-time Super Bowl champion uh, with the uh, Steelers as well, um, among other teams. So some past players, some past coaches, uh, definitely some, some big names here. Arguably bigger than the USFL. Yeah, a lot of lot of names. I don't know if any of that excites you. Some names, definitely heard of heard of them. Yeah, that's I think a step in the right direction for XFL. I'm glad to hear some whispers that uh, they're coming back. I know that The Rock, he seems like he is going to do the league justice as a a, a an owner so we'll see yeah. what they have uh, definitely they're they're i will say that they've been a lot less scared than the usfl is or seems to be yeah i mean they like i said the gimmick is on their side they have the rock they have the nfl's attention what they don't have right now is a broadcast partner uh so i don't know where they're going to air it um but we have a year to find out so I think they'll um, figure something out, yeah. I, I'm sure they will. Matt, uh, I think this is about the time we wrap up our conversation on the USFL and the XFL. Uh, I will say, July 4th weekend, the USFL Championship, I think we may have to bring the topic back up then um, and, and recap our thoughts on the season. Maybe we'll have a, a USFL Championship party. What do you think? I'm down. And I, I, can we invite Dave the Wave? I think Dave the Wave, he's, he's up... Dave the Wave's always invited. He's the original party toothpaste. Let's invite him, yeah. Um, I think that would be a great treat. Um, Awesome. Well, a lot of fun. We're going to continue to watch all of these alternate sports leagues as we do. You're going to want to tune into the show. Moving forward, of course, uh, upfordebate.tv is our website. You can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You look for that purple icon. We're going to be there uh, with a video version on YouTube. And, of course, you can follow us at upfordebate.tv on Twitter, email us upfordebate.tv at gmail.com. Uh, but we're wrapping it up here. So on behalf of Matt, uh, I'm Sean. We appreciate it as always. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.